Good afternoon, Regeneration Nashville. As the psalmist declared, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. And we are so very glad that you have all joined us here on this beautiful Nashville afternoon to worship the Lord together. We want you to know that we love you. You are the Regeneration Nashville family, and we believe God is going to show up in a mighty way in today's service this afternoon. And we also want to take a minute and welcome all of our online members and guests that are joining us from all over the world. And we want you to know that even though you can't be with us here physically in this house, that you are with us in our hearts. You are part of the Regeneration Nashville family. We love you, and we believe that our mighty God is going to touch you through this service wherever you are in Jesus' name. Why don't we all honor the Lord and stand together while we go to him in prayer. Father God, we love you. Lord, we know that you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So on this Pentecost Sunday, we are all in one place in one accord, oh God. Lord, we are believing just like those in that room that, Lord, that you are about to open up the heavens and pour out the Holy Spirit of fire upon us right now, oh God. Lord, I'm believing that there's going to be tongues of fire on each head in this house, oh God. Lord, and that the, like the sound of a mighty rushing wind is going to go through this house, Lord, because we want to be in your presence, oh God. Lord, and when you fall, we're going to start speaking about the marvelous works of God. Lord, the things that you've done for us, our salvation, oh God, healing, signs and wonders, oh God, the things that you're doing in this service, today, but also the things that you're going to do, oh God. Lord, because we speak those things that aren't as if they are, because we stand in faith that our God is more than able to accomplish everything, to bring back our sons and daughters, to heal our bodies, oh God, to remove financial burdens. Lord, we declare it done in Jesus' name today, oh God. So Lord, we thank you for your presence in this house. Lord, we thank you for the worship team, for Burton and the musicians. Lord, we pray your anointing be upon them, oh God. Lord, the sounds will be beautiful, oh God. But Lord, we want that breaker anointing to be upon them. It's your anointing that breaks the yoke, oh God. So Lord, as they sing their songs up to heaven, Lord, we speak freedom into the atmosphere, not only in this house, but all throughout the world where people hear this. And Lord, we thank you also for the man of God. Lord, for the word that you've put in his heart. Lord, we bind any spirit of disruption that would try and come against the word that we know that you've put in his heart for us. Fresh manna, fresh meat for our souls, oh God. In this time, Lord, we need to hear from heaven. Lord, we believe we're going to do it today, and we're going to be forever changed, oh God. Lord, and you're going to change us into your image and your glory. So we pray all this, and we thank you that you are faithful. We love you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.
victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. Well, he sought me and he bore me with his redeeming blood. Well, he He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Sing it with me. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. Well, he sought me and involved me with his redeeming blood. He loved me and I knew him and all my He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing
Hallelujah. Just give God praise. Thank you, Lord, for your presence that is in this place today. Thank you for the anointing of God that destroys every yoke of bondage. And Lord, we decree over the people of God, both online and in the house, that for this purpose, 1 John 3, 8, for this purpose was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It is finished. The price has been paid. Our debt has been paid, and we are free in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Okay, you can be seated just for a minute. I want to share with you. We're just going to continue in our worship. To me, it's a pleasure to be asked to receive the offering because we get to worship God with our giving. We get to. And just in praying about what I was supposed to share this morning, I ended up in Deuteronomy 28. I would love to read the whole chapter, but I won't. But I would actually like to challenge you guys sometime this week to go and read that whole chapter. Because the, the title of the chapter, at least in my Bible, I have a new King James here, is Blessings on obedience and it talks about how that if we're obedient to God that we are under the blessings of God and if we're disobedient to God then we invite the curse to come and in Proverbs it says that that, that the curse will not come without a cause so that means we have to make up our mind to be obedient to the Lord and I don't mean this in a legalistic way because we know what the word says that first John 1 9 says if we confess our sin he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness so you know there's times that I've tried to please God and I may make a mistake and make a decision that maybe the other decision would have been better but God looks at our heart and when we're trying to do the will of God and doing our best to be obedient there's a grace that comes there where he covers us and this is a scripture to me, being obedient to God. You know, a lot of times people go, okay, that was worship. Now we're going to do the offering. It's all worship. It flows out of the same place. It flows out of who we are and whose we are. And it's just another way that we get to worship God. And I love that scripture that we'll quote in a few minutes about how when we give that God rebukes the devourer for our sake. I don't have to spend my time doing it because it's an automatic blessing that comes with that obedience. But I want to start in, in verse 7. It ta You know, the first few verses are about blessed. Blessed you shall be when you go out, when you come in. Blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Do you know that God wants us to worship him with our giving? Because it's part of our obedience to God. It's part of who we are as a child of God. And it's an avenue that comes with a promise where he can bless us back and meet our needs in overflow so that we have enough to not only give to the church, give to pay our bills, but to bless other people who may be in need. And in verse 7, it says, 
the Lord, this is part of being obedient to God and being a daughter and a son of the king and walking in that flow. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come against you one way and flee before you seven ways. That's a promise of God for those who walk in obedience. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is given you. Do you know that it is the will of God for us to prosper in everything that we set our hand to? Not just in church, not just in our giving, but those things that we're involved with in the community and in our own families and wherever God has established leadership, business, whatever mountain of, uh, of service that you find yourself in. It's the will of God for everything that you set your hand to to prosper. And as we give in obedience to God, it sets in motion that blessing and, and that rebuking the devourer for our sake. And I love that scripture. When the enemy comes against you one way, he has to flee before you seven ways. Would you stand with me? We're going to quote our offering scriptures here. And as you give, I want you just to release your faith because this is such a powerful thing. And there are several different ways that you can give. We'll show them up on the screen in a minute. Because I am a tither and a giver, say it with me. The windows of heaven are open to me, and God rebukes the devourer for my sake. I am blessed financially, and I receive a blessing that I cannot contain. I choose to sow cheerfully and bountifully, knowing I will reap bountifully. He makes me the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. The blessings of God are chasing me and overtaking me. Hallelujah. Because God loves to see me prosper, I am believing him for advancements, God ideas, blessings and increases, financial freedom and breakthroughs. Hallelujah. You can stand to give or text a donation amount to 615-645-3900 as you can see on the screen. God bless you and I decree over your seed as you sow it that it will multiply back to you many times over. In the name of Jesus. Don't you love Nancy Alcorn, Mercy Multiplied, founder of Mercy Multiplied, been rescuing girls for 40 years. You're celebrating your 40th year, is that right? So we love our Nancy Alcorn. Happy Holy Ghost Sunday. The Holy Ghost is in the house. This is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice. Oh, hold on a minute. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Is somebody glad in the house today? Why don't you give Jesus a shout of praise? Hallelujah. He is high and lifted up, and his train fills the temple. There's none like him. Hallelujah. I glorify him. We magnify him. We exalt him. Come on, church. We extol him. We worship him. We lift him high. He's worthy of our praise, oh God. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, my. You can be seated. A few days ago, we were in a restaurant, and they asked me to pray over the food. <laughs> When we got done eating and walked out, I heard my son later tell my husband, he said, you know, 
Mom's just not that close from a revival all the time, is she? So I'm happy today. It's Holy Ghost Sunday. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Happy Memorial Day Eve. Do we have any uh, military, ex-military, any military in the house? Do we have anyone that has served in our armed forces? Would you stand and, stand and let us honor you? Amen. God bless you. Thank you for your service. Thank you. We honor you today. We sure do. Do we have any Blue Star families in the room? That is someone who is related, uh, has a, a, a close family member, that family member that is in active service now. Is there a Blue Star family? Yes. Give this lady a hand. Anybody else in the room? And there. Thank you. Thank you so much. How about a Gold Star family, someone who has lost a family member in active service, a Gold Star family, if you're here. This lady right here, God bless you. We love you. We honor you. Thank you for your sacrifice to, for our country. We, we love our, how many of you love the United States of America? The land of the free and the home of the brave. Amen. Oh, my goodness. I feel, I feel the Holy Ghost on that. <laughs> I thank God for the freedom to worship Jesus Christ today. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are so many countries in this world that are not to do what you and I can do, what we often take for granted. And I thank God for the United States of America and the men and women who have fought for our freedoms and our Lord Jesus Christ who died for our freedom and our liberty. Don't you love Jesus today? Oh my, well, I could just sit down. I've already had church. <laughs> if no one's told you they love you today, I just want to tell you I do. I love you. I love my Thank you. I love my church family. Thank you for being a part of our church family. And thank you to our online uh, family who watches us and loves us and prays, prays for us. And uh, it's just an honor to walk this journey of faith with you and see the glory of God in this generation. And we're seeing it and we're going to see it even greater. I really believe that. So I, uh, I want to ask... Where are you from? So I met some people, some wonderful people that have traveled, and I hope I just get it all right. But if I don't, you just yell out and help me, okay? So I met a couple. Virginia, was it? Sorry? West Virginia. Stand up and let us welcome West Virginia. Thank you so much. <laughs> We're honored to have you here. God bless you. Okay, so I met a family from New Jersey. Is that right? Stand up, New Jersey. Let us welcome New Jersey. We're honored to have you. God bless you. Thank you for being here. And they have two little ones, these beautiful little girls, and uh, their names are beautiful, and I'm going to mess them up, so I'm gonna, not going to. Mia and Mila, beautiful little girls. So we're honored to have you here. Thank you for being with us. So uh, Louisiana, New Iberia, Louisiana. Stand up, Louisiana. Let us welcome you. Blessed to have you. God bless you. 
I met some Atlanta, Georgia folk. Where was Atlanta, Georgia? Stand up, Atlanta, Georgia. Let me welcome you. God bless you. We're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. All right, any, anybody else from out of state? Huh? More Georgia. Stand up, Georgia. All Georgia folks, stand up. Let us welcome you. I'm sorry about that. Didn't mean to miss you. Uh, anybody else? Minnesota. Stand up, Minnesota. Where are you? Oh, yeah. We're glad to have you. Watch out. We'll make a Nashvilleian out of y'all. God bless you. We're glad to, glad to have you here. Who else did I hear? Texas. Stand up, Texas. Wow. The Lone Star State. Glad to have you, Music City, Tennessee. Anybody else? Illinois. Stand up, Illinois. Let us welcome Illinois. God bless you. Glad you're here. Welcome to Nashville. Who else do I miss? Canada. Stand up, Canada. Wow. God bless you. I'm so glad you're here. God bless you. I didn't get to meet you. I will after church. Uh, anybody else? North Carolina. Where, where's North Carolina? Oh, okay, sorry. Stand up right here, North Carolina. <laughs> Couldn't see the forest for the trees. Glad you're here. Welcome to Nashville. Uh, uh, sir, what were you saying? Arizona. Welcome to Nashville. Stand up, Arizona. We're so glad to have you. God bless you. Anybody else? Ohio. Stand up, Ohio. We're honored to have you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Alabama. Stand up, Alabama. Where is Alabama? Yeah. Amen. God bless you. Glad to have you here. Anybody else? California. Where's California? We're honored to have you. God bless you. Did I hear Florida? Welcome, Florida. Is that what it, all of y'all from Florida? Stand up. Let us see you. Yeah, welcome. We're glad you're here. God bless you. Well, welcome home to Regeneration Nashville. Glad to have you here. Anybody else? Don't cough. <laughs> Somebody coughed. Anybody else? Okay, I got something fun I want to read to you. No, I think I'm going to make you wait. I'm going to just tell you some, some announcements, and then I'll tell you this. You're going to love this. But next Saturday, we pray together at the warehouse location at 535 Brick Church Park Drive, and that's from 930 to 1030. And so it's just a wonderful opportunity for our church family to pray together. And I've done got myself out of breath. But I want you to come and pray with us because it is a powerful time. And God does wonderful, amazing things when we come into agreement in prayer. Strongholds are broken and pulled down by the power of the Holy Ghost. And if we ever needed to pray together, it is in this hour, in this generation. God needs his people pulling down strongholds of darkness over our nation, over our city, over our family. So come and pray with your Regeneration family. That's next Saturday uh, from 9.30 to 10.30. Also, we have Vacation Bible School from June uh, 9th through the 11th, and it is in the evening. So come and drop your kids off, and they will be trained in the Army of the Lord. And so I want you to come for a vacation Bible school, and I think you'll love this. You're going to love this. We had a generous donor 
step forward and um, uh, pay the fee. What do you call that? The registration fee for all the little children to be able to come free. We have the most generous Regeneration Nashville family. We just do. And so somebody had a heart to sow into our children. And I, I honestly, it was an anonymous donor, and I don't know who you are. But I want to publicly thank you for what you did for our children. And God bless you for that. Thank you. So we also have the ramp coming up. And so I would have to put on my glasses to see that. Just go to regenerationnashville.org and believe for my healing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we have the ramp coming up. And the last time our kids went to the ramp right after Christmas, they came back full of the power of the Holy Ghost. And literally, I saw strongholds broken off of kids that went to the ramp. So don't allow money to stand in your way. It is a little bit expensive. But we have people who are willing to help with those costs. If you'll just let me know that your young person wants to go to the ramp, it will be life-changing. It's the ramp camp, I think, or something. Hey, did you see um, uh, my interview with um, Karen Wheaton this past week? Did, you, did you, that bless you? Don't you love that lady? Oh, my goodness, what a, what a powerful woman of God that she is. So I am not really sure what I missed. Oh, is that next Sunday? Okay, June the 11th, we have the Renew class. And if you would like to be a member of Regeneration Nashville, just come and it's an hour. But it's very important for you to know what we believe, the tenets of our faith and, the, and, and how Pastor Kent and I teach and believe. And so, and then at the end, you will have the opportunity to join Regeneration Nashville. So if you want to know what we believe, Pastor Harry Saylor and I will be teaching that class. And it's a wonderful class. We have a great time. So come on June the 11th for that. So I, this is what I want to tell you. Have I missed anything? Oh, we got dinner every Wednesday night in June. So sign up for dinner and come have dinner with Pastor Kent and I. So it's absolutely free. Oh, here we go. It's worth the wait, I promise. Me and cell phones, we don't get along very well. Technology. Okay, here we go. So, there it is. Yes, sir. Thank you. It says, uh, my family and I are online members of Regeneration Nashville. We are from Canada. Last year, I mailed you our vision. Do you remember when we said we wrote the vision and made it plain? Do you remember that? Wrote the vision down and made it plain for the New Year special service. On my note, I had written our mortgage would be paid off. And our sons would be completely healed. We have been in lockdown here in Canada, but on May the 11th at midnight, the border opened for unvaccinated Canadians to come to the United States of America. That same evening at midnight, funds were transferred into our account to pay off our mortgage. We got in the truck and crossed the border free without restrictions. We took a long overdue family vacation and we made plans to come in person for the first time to Regeneration Nashville. Is that you? 
Is that you? Would you stand and let us, let us rejoice with you for your miracle? <laughs> God is so good. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to your family. Welcome to your Regeneration Nashville family. We love you. Now, now I want you, I want you to just stay, stay right, everybody just stay right where you are for a moment. Because at the end of this text, it says um, that our four-year-old is overcoming severe food allergies, and our two-year-old is overcoming a diagnosis of cerebral palsy. And so, look, they're part of our family, and we only have them here for a short window of time. And I believe that it would be fitting for us as their family, their church family, if we could stand in agreement and pray with this family. Those of you that are around them, would you just lay hands on this family and lay hands on these children? And Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for bringing this, this family to us, God from Canada. And first of all, Lord, we just want to say thank you for paying off their mortgage. Lord, what a glorious miracle, God, that you have done for this family. And we thank you. Now, Father, you are able. He that has begun a good work is faithful to complete it. So, Father, we're asking for a complete miracle. God, we, we take authority over food allergies. We bind food allergies and we come against cerebral palsy in the name of Jesus. We bind you. We take authority over you. We break that stronghold in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus Christ is against you. And we say the Lord rebuke you. Come on, church, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you that with your stripes, these children are healed. We declare it in the name of Jesus. Come on, church, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, this is what I feel. This is what I feel. I feel this strongly. And then I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Kent. There's an anointing here to break the stronghold of mortgage. I just felt it. I felt, I felt a surge through the atmosphere. Do you know what the word mortgage means? It means death grip. Death grip. Mort, mort mortuary mort, mort, death grip. Okay, that's what, that's what mortgage means. And the devil has a death grip on some of God's people and their finances. And I just felt a grace. I feel a grace. Every good and perfect gift cometh down from the Father of life. There is a grace in this room to break the death grip. Do you believe that? Come on, come on. I want us to pray together. I want us to pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come against this demon spirit of death grip. We come against this death grip of mortgage. We bind it in the name of Jesus. Lord Malachi 3 says that you would open, come on, that you would open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. There's not room enough to receive it. And that, Lord, you would rebuke, that you would rebuke the devourer in the name of Jesus. We bind this death grip in Jesus' name. Come on, church. Come on, church. We take authority over it. Lord Jesus, you said that you came that we might have life and that more abundant. And I speak life over our finances and our homes, our mortgages in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a shout of praise. 
Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, there's such a, a flow of the Spirit of God here today to accomplish what God wants to do. And uh, for a long time, I, I was, I've wondered, Lord, why did you wait so long to create this particular body of people? And today is Pentecost Sunday. Hallelujah. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, suddenly, hallelujah, we are a suddenly church. I can give you the exact day and the exact moment that we saw a suddenly, hallelujah, that there was a sound from heaven. And I'm going to tell you why God's created Regeneration Nashville. Because God is using us as a hammer to break strongholds in the nations. Hallelujah. We are not just a church of the United States of America. We are a global church that is being broadcast around the world because we are loosing by the word of our testimony, hallelujah, a dynamic release of the power of God that is breaking yokes. So we declare today as the word of the Lord goes forth to all of the countries that are watching us around the world that the anointing of God gets loose, hallelujah, in every continent. Sometimes when you are getting ready to watch a movie, it will come on and it will say this. The content, viewer discretion is advised because the content that you are about to view is not suitable for children. Well, today is going to be part two of last week. And I'm just warning you, today, the content of my message is not suitable for everybody that's going to listen, especially for liberals. So I'm just warning you right up front, turn it off. Hallelujah. Paul said this, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the reason our nation's in a mess is we've had too many preachers and too many churches that became silent, did not want to be controversial. Now, we are not being controversial. I don't want to be a shock speaker we're not looking just to shock people or to be controversial. But if you preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ, it is going to be a controversial message. Jesus said this, I did not come to bring peace. I came to divide. 
hearts. And he said, if the world hates me, they're going to hate you. So whenever you start declaring the full gospel of Jesus Christ, you are going to rile a fraction of people that are not committed because we are after your agenda. We're going to shut you down. We're going to make you sorry that you came against our nation, our children. Why? Because God has raised us up to be a declarer of the word of the Lord. This church is not for everybody. If you're looking for a feel-good, non-moving, non-debatable church, this ain't the right one. But if you're ready to pick up your weapons and stand on the rock of ages and declare as for me and my house, hallelujah, you are in the army of the Lord and God will use you to bring down the strongholds of hell. Somebody woke up the line of Judah and they should have let him sleep. So we might as well just get to the meat of it. I wish I had this on screen. But I... I this week, my spirit was stirred. I, my wife and I flew home today from vacation because we had to be in church. I've made a commitment to this church that I will try to be here for every Sunday. And so we're going to leave again after church today to finish out this coming week. But I want you to understand that being in the house of God is important. Hallelujah. And there's nothing more satisfying than being in the presence of the Lord. So I ain't telling you where we're going. I ain't telling you my phone number because I'm on vacation. So if you got a problem, call the executive pastor, Linda Hilliard. <laughs> Obviously, we're all aware of what is going on in our nation with the transgender. First of all, I want to say I don't like the transgender issue. But if you're an adult and you feel like you need to transition from a man to a woman, that's your own prerogative. But when you start doing it to children, I have an issue with you. Because a two-year-old does not have a formulated brain. It's not reached a cognitive level to be able to discern whether it is a man or a woman. And just let me say this, even if you transition a man to a woman, that individual can never have a baby. And if you transition a woman to a man, that individual can never father a baby. Why? Because you can make all the surgeries you want, but you cannot change DNA. And DNA comes from the Lord. And so when you go after our babies, then I'm going after you. So we're going to, I'm going to read this to you first because this obviously deals with Target. And there's, there's a lot of, and I use the word Christian very loosely. 
there's a lot of people who call themselves Christians that, well, we just need to love everybody. Well, how about applying that to Christians then? Because let me, let, me, let me just go back to this. Representative Lisa McLean has have published this, leftist insanity never stops. The Biden administration and the Department of Human Services are funding university programs linking Christian groups to Nazis. So for those of you that voted for Biden, shame on you if you're a Christian. Now, if you're not a Christian, I get it. All right, I wouldn't vote for, for a, 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 a conservative either. But if you are a Christian, and man, I, I, I'm under a mandate of God. You will never go to heaven if you vote for anybody that stands for abortion. You will not go to heaven if you vote for people that pass homosexuality. Come out from among them and be ye separate, says the Lord. And so, there is no people group in the earth that is under greater persecution. In fact, one study says that Christians are at the point of genocide as far as persecution in the earth. So, with Target... I don't normally preach off my, off my phone, but I, I needed to read this. Why are we upset with Target as believers? Target Corporation is partnering with K through 12 education groups, which focus on getting districts to adopt policies that will keep parents in the dark on their child's in-school gender transition providing sexually explicit books to schools for free and integrating gender ideology at all levels of curriculum in public schools. This is from Fox. GLSEN leads the movement in creating and affirming this agenda. Target says we are proud of 10 plus years of collaboration with this group and continue to support their mission, Target said, and we provide annual donations to this particular group. GLSEN calls for gender ideology to be integrated into all classes, even math, it provides educators instructions on how they can make math more inclusive of trans identity. Now, I, I have this <clears throat> on my phone. I have a picture of it. Pardon? Um, all right, this is in Target stores. And this is where it's in their infant and toddlers. And on one of the t-shirts that they're selling, it says, Sanctin respects pronouns. 
Now, you need to think about it the next time you decide that a cheaper price or I like Target's brands is more important than standing for the word of the Lord. <clears throat> and so I thought about this before. I understand the platform that I have. But I'm telling you, God is watching. And I'm asking for every believer that under the sound of my voice in the United States of America that you will never shop Target again. How dare you go after our babies under the sky disguise of we want to be all inclusive. This nation survives because we put laws into effect. And you say, well, and I can promise you, you know, the enemy is not thinking straight. The Anheuser-Busch, which y'all are watching this on the news, they've lost... Anheuser-Busch and Target, as of today, have lost $29 billion. <clears throat> Thank the Lord. And I, I'm thinking the, the stupidity that's shown here is whoever's running Anheuser-Busch sitting in a back room goes, let's, let's realize that the guys that buy our beer wear ball caps drive pickup trucks, have beards, hunt deer, and are blue collar, and we're gonna dress a man up like a woman and then tell them this is who we are. No wonder you lost $19 billion. Those guys aren't gonna go into that. But can I tell you, the church had some of the same idiotic ideologies that we think that we can take the word of the God, rewrite it, reduce the church down to an hour a week if we're lucky, no anointing, no power, no sacrifice, no faithfulness, and then that we're going to change the world. We're not. So I want to start off by reading out of the book of Matthew this verse. How can one... Enter into a strong man's house, Matthew 20 or 12 and 29. How can someone enter a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house? See, we want peace in America. We want prosperity. We want everything to be great. 
We want to walk into hell and bind, or we want to walk in and take everything the enemy has. You know, I'm taking back what the devil stole from me, but we forgot that before you're ever going to go into his house and take what he has, that means your children, that means paying off your mortgage, that means breaking this demonic spirit of cancer that's loose in this generation. God said, I need an army of men and women that have enough Holy Ghost in them to instead of worried about spoiling his goods, that we're more concerned about binding the strong man. Instead of prosperity, we need to get a hold of war. That this is what we're doing this hour. We are coming after every corporation. We are coming after every strong man that has taken from us our liberties, our children, our anointing. Enough is enough. Hallelujah. This day on Pentecost Sunday, we will not back up. You might as well get ready and realize you are in the army of God. You don't get to be a, a conscientious objector. You in and out. The next verse says this. He that is not with me is against me. I'm not going to read the rest of the verse because that's good enough right there. Well, we just don't want to get involved. No choice is a choice. I ain't minding this. Well, we don't want to get involved. When Jesus died on the cross, you got involved. The moment you took your first breath, you got involved. You're either on one side or you're on the other side. You're either on God's side or you're on the devil's side. There is no no side. Because the moment that all hell breaks loose for the neutral, they always run to God's side and look for somebody that knows how to pray and say, will you pray for me? They're not going to their beer drinkers or their atheist friends. They're coming to the Holy Ghost prayer warriors because they know that if you touch God, things will change in my life. God, give us some men and women that got enough backbone to finally stand up and declare we are on the Lord's side. We become so ashamed of the gospel, we won't even pray over our food in a restaurant anymore. We don't know if they're clearing their throat or coughing. 
Hallelujah. We need some Holy Ghost Christians uh, that when they sit down and they begin to say, now, Lord, we want to thank you for the food that you provided. Uh, you, you're our creator. You don't know uh, that somebody in the next booth uh, might feel something uh, and come over to you uh, and you're able to lead them to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, is there anybody under the sound of my voice uh, that is upset enough to declare as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The day of the Sunday morning Christian is over. You better get involved seven days a week, 24 hours a day. You better be sold out, given up completely to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I beseech ye, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Let me tell you this about Target. They are going to come out and make some kind of reversal. Don't fall for that. Number one, it tells you a bunch of gutless people that your principles were always for sale. If they're true prince, if it's if your principles are for sale, then they're just opinions. Because true principles, you die for them. And when they lose another five billion, and then their stock's down fifty percent, they'll probably go in and say, "We have fired our CEO. His name is Brian Cornell, I believe." And they'll say, and we're going to take these things uh, out of our stores. They're only doing that not because in their heart they don't believe in transgender. They're doing it because they are tired of losing money and they're hoping their stores won't close down. Well, I hope every Target store closes down and churches buy their empty buildings. Hallelujah. And fill them up with Holy Ghost churches that are filled with Sunday school rooms where the two-year-olds are getting filled with the Holy Ghost instead of being given transgender indoctrination, but we're telling them about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. My God, I'm fired up today about this. The church, the church, the church is the only answer in this hour for the gospel of the Lord. See, you got, binding the strong man ain't easy. Church wants to fix the symptoms. So we have all this counseling stuff. Counseling is deals, deals most of the time with symptoms. Now deliverance is different from counseling. I've taken people through deliverance. They've stuck their tongue out me like a snake. I started casting demons out of one young man, and he, he started to, he just freaked everybody out in the room. I've had them rise up and bow up, but we have authority in the Holy Ghost. 
Hallelujah. You know what you do? You just command that strong man in the name of Jesus Christ. I command you, you foul strong man, in the name of the Lord, I bind you. I bind the strong man of transgender out of the United States of America. And I come against you in the name of the Lord. Listen, I'm willing to lay down my life for the gospel if need be. But I'm telling you, hallelujah, we are always going to stay just like this until we step over into another dimension. And we make a commitment before God that we will, hallelujah, be a part of the army of the Lord. We have slowly watched our freedoms erode away. Convenience generally comes at the cost of privacy. And we have watched the enemy integrate our school systems. There shouldn't have to be Christian schools. Our taxpayers pay for our children to go to public schools and be taught good stuff. But hell has so integrated our public school systems that we have to have private schools and it puts a financial burden on young families because it's anywhere from $1,500 to $2,000 a month a lot of times for just two kids to go to school. Make God, hallelujah, fulfill his word and begin to reverse this thing. You remember the story where the Bible said that David owned the city of Ziklag. It's where he lived. It's where he had his family, his possessions, his wealth. It's where he rested. And while he's away to battle, the Amalekites come in and steal everything that he's got, including his wives and his little ones. And it's told him what happens. The Bible said that his own men became so discouraged, they spoke of stoning him. We've reached that point to some degree. <clears throat> but David encouraged himself, him the law. See, I, don't, I never looked for social media to be my strength. I never looked for politicians to give me my hope. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. I stand, hallelujah, on the word alone. Can I tell you that we have a hope in Jesus that though it looks like the enemy has come in like a flood, God said I'm raising up a standard against that. Could it be you and I are the generation that's getting ready to see uh, the standard uh, of the Holy Ghost being released in the atmosphere uh, by the power and the glory of God. I'm just telling you right now, the liberals should have been content with leaving us alone. Because you have crossed a line. If God be for us, who can be against us? There's an old saying, you let sleeping dogs lie. 
Well, you should have left the line of Judah alone. Because he ain't sleeping. Hallelujah. He's prowling in the earth. And this is where I believe that, that we are entering into. Scripture says that David went to war with the Amalekites. And it ends with this. And David recovered all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can, there is fire anointing in this building right now. I see it in the spirit. There is a rain. My God, I can see in the Holy Ghost. There is fire anointing being released in the atmosphere right now in this sanctuary by the power of the Lord. God is igniting some of you by the spirit of the Lord. There are graces. There are anointings being released by the spirit of God right now. The rest of this year, is, you're going to see it happen. This is what's happening prophetically, is we have gone to war with the Amalekites in the spirit, and we are going to recover. Hallelujah. We're going to recover what the enemy is taking from us in the atmosphere by the spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. May no one ever go to another L.A. Dodgers baseball game. Maria Caria Sandai. May God, just as the world shut down the church, so is God shutting down the enemy. See, it's not that which is spiritual that comes first, but it is natural. And for two years they shut down the church. Now God says, It's my turn. Watch me as I begin to shut down things that were hidden, subterfuge, camouflage. But God said, I'm ripping the curtain off of that which is unclean that has portrayed themselves as one thing but they are a wolf in sheep's clothing and God is saying this is an hour of transparency where I'm releasing the power of the Lord we should not be discouraged in this agenda Psalms I think 115 the Bible says this heaven the heavens were made for God but he has given the earth unto the children of men that's what the scripture says that God has given the earth to us Later on in Psalms, it says this, that I am going to give you, King James says heathen, but it translates, he said, I am going to give you the nations for your inheritance. We've thought way too small. Hallelujah. We are feverishly working right now on trying to get the gospel into as many nations as we can. That, <clears throat> and I'm not 
I'm not very technological. Uh, Burton is, is heading us up. But right now we have the ability as the funds come in to, with, with networks, the, the signal is sent up into a satellite and then it's beamed back down <clears throat> into the earth. But we can, for not that much money, buy these boxes. And we're getting ready to put one in Africa and other places. We want to, as, as God gives us the ability, we're going to set these boxes around the world. And instead of sending the signal up, <clears throat> it sends it out. But it gives us complete control that it cannot be stopped because Facebook doesn't like it or Twitter doesn't like it or the network that we're buying time from doesn't like it, but we're able to release the gospel, whether it's in Japan or it's in a Muslim country. Can you imagine if we could release this service in every nation, over 200 nations around the world? And this is, and boy, I used to be so intimidated about asking for finance, <clears throat> but I'm also gonna tell you this, and my wife really felt this in the spirit. I believe that God has given us a window of opportunity for people to sow into paying off of this building that we're building. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I've always told you this, <clears throat> that God's going to pay that building off. And he doesn't need our money, but he gives you an opportunity to sow into a field that's going to produce hundredfold harvest. So I've never been worried. <clears throat> Whatever the remaining balance is, somebody's going to step up, either a couple people, whatever, but I'm telling you, they're going to write a check, and God's going to pay off the whole building. Because if God builds a house, he pays for it. But the issue is we cannot get bogged down in fundraising and lose our vision on money when God has already said, I have given you the earth. He said, the earth, I've given it to you. Then he said, now I've given you the nations. Then after that, he says in Luke, he says, now I'm giving you authority over all the power of the devil. So he says, first of all, I give you the earth. Then I give you the nations. Then he said, I'm giving you the authority over all of the powers of the principalities of darkness. Then he said, and also I'm going to set some Psalms 91 in action. I'm going to give you angels that are going to encamp themselves round about you. That when you're in enemy territory, the enemy cannot mess you up because you're being protected by the angels of the Lord. 
Lord. You got to get over this intimidation. What if I lose my job? What if they come after me with the IRS? What if? But what if God just stands up and says, I'm going to reward you for your faith. I'm going to reward you for your giving. I'm going to reward you for your faithfulness. You cannot outgive God on any level. And God has given us the nations to regeneration Nashville. The nations, the earth, hallelujah, belong to us. Transgender demons, get ready. We're kicking you out of the earth. We're going to bind you. We're going to spoil your goods by the power of the Holy Ghost. This is war. We didn't start it, but by God, we're going to end it. Parabobo Sunday. Hallelujah. It's been a long time since God has raised up voices in this nation that had enough boldness. Maramama Sunday. Hallelujah. When the Holy Ghost fell on the disciples, the Bible said, and they preached the word with boldness. Hallelujah. Karabobo Sunday. So now we got a Mordecai anointing that what the enemy intended for evil. All of you evil people behind closed doors, why, why would they target our children? Because if you can indoctrinate little children, then you'll own the next several generations. Because it's really not about, at the end of the day, it's not about the lady going, well, he was born a boy, but I have me a girl. I mean, because then you still, because then you have another baby and it's a boy, so you still have a boy and a girl, you know. It really doesn't matter whether you have a boy or a girl. In your it's about changing the Word of God. Whatever is right, we want it to make it wrong. And whatever is good, we want to call it evil. <clears throat> and God has raised the church up for that. And so... What we're doing right now is just a prelude to what we're getting ready to do. Listen, <clears throat> before we're done, we're going to Madison Square Gardens, and we're going to hold a crusade right in the heart <clears throat> of the Big Apple. Now, we don't know what kind of fruit was on the tree of knowledge of good and evil. I personally think it was a fig tree. But the secular world, when they tell the story, it's always portrayed as an apple. The greatest tool that the devil has ever used to infiltrate humanity is apple 
And if you look on your phone, there's a sign that shows a bite out of the apple. That's the sign of that company. <clears throat> the enemy, New York is the number one city in the United States for finance, for media. So we're going to go back up there and we're going to take a bite out of the Big Apple. <clears throat> but this time, we're going to reverse. Because that's where there's been some of the greatest moves of God. Charles Finney and, and of course, David Wilkerson and a lot of these men and, and uh, that have seen such Brooklyn Tabernacle, all of these great moves of God. And I believe that the, when the Spirit of the Lord came to this nation, it started in the east. And when Jesus was born, the Bible said they saw his star in the east. And I have a feeling that God is going to begin to lose something phenomenal in the stronghold of our nation, which is New York City. And man, I never intended to go here with this. Marabobo Sunday. Hallelujah. But we are claiming back. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to take back. We are going to recover all. Not only are we going to take back what the devil, when David went in, not only did he take, recover everything that they took from him, he then took everything that they had. Hallelujah. So I'm not looking just to get back to normal. I'm looking, hallelujah, to get back to what is phenomenal, that what they had, we got back what they took, and then we got back what they had, pressed down, shaken together, heaped up, running over, shall men give it to your bosom by the Spirit of the Lord. God is going to require every Christian to make a choice. You have to choose sides. You say, well, I just don't want to choose sides. Well, you're going to be forced to. Because lukewarm makes God vomit. It's what Revelation says. Because you're neither cold nor hot, which means because you're neither on one side or the other. He said, I don't know what you are, but he said, when I got you in my mouth, it made me sick. And he said to Laodicea, he said, I have, I'm vomiting you out of my mouth. And God needs to, hallelujah, get rid of some things that are lukewarm that make no room for the presence of God. A church that does not believe in giving the Holy Spirit freedom only touches people intellectually, but you will never touch the strong man that rules over your city.
And so in the name of the Lord, hallelujah, we bind the strong man over Nashville, Tennessee. But whatever that is, that Jezebel demon, in the name of the Lord, we bind you in the name of Jesus. And we declare by the power of God that every phase of this city belongs to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That every church that will tell the Lord, we're making room for you, that fire breaks out. Whether it's Presbyterian, Church of Christ, Baptist, Methodist, it doesn't matter if they will let Jesus have a place in their life. Holy Ghost Church, may where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I loose the liberty of the Lord that out of my belly shall begin to flow rivers of living water out of your belly right now. That there be an anointing that begins to hit you right now by the power of God that you are irrevocably changed by the power of the Lord. May you have a divine encounter with the Holy Ghost right now that will forever change you by the power of the Lord. It should not have to touch your house before you get involved. And let me tell you this, when it touches your house, it'll shake you to your roots. The day my son looked me in the eye and told me I'm gay. The day I watched my son celebrate his 21st birthday with his homosexual lover. It rocked our world. And we got serious. I preached his funeral right there. My son lay in a coffin right here. But all the devil got was an empty shell. Right. Hallelujah. He didn't get his soul. May God not have to bring you to a point that you have to be face to face with the impossible that shatters your world before you decide to choose what side you are on. May Joshua declare this day. He said this, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. May the next time you walk into Target, because it's convenient, may the Holy Ghost rock your world by the power of God. May somehow you get it down in your belly that you will declare my hope, hallelujah, my feet are on the rock of ages and I will not back up. We will not compromise. We will not stop preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe that where we are prophetically is very parallel to Gideon. And you know, there were 32,000 that came together to the first call, maybe because they didn't know what it was about. Maybe they didn't know they were supposed to be going to war with the Midianites and the Amalekites who numbered like the sand of the sea. But God knew, I can't go to battle with people that won't choose a side. So he said, tell everybody that's afraid, go home. 22,000 men picked up their swords 
and walked home. They would rather live in bondage than fight for freedom. And now he's got 10,000. So God said, too many, because I'm not sure I can trust them. Because he said, there's a whole bunch of them, they don't have a clue what's going on. He said, tell them go down and, and get a drink of water. And he said, 9,700 of them got down on their knees, just stuck their head down there in the water like an ostrich in the sand, unaware, no discernment, no clue as to the brevity of the moment. But Gideon looked around, and there were 300, and they were doing this. Never took their eyes off the horizon. God looked at Michael. He said, I can work with that. He looked at Gideon. He said, tell everybody that. I think it was lapped like a dog. He said, Tom, go home. He probably said, okay, guys, you guys, you can go home. They're going, well, why are we going home? Because you don't have a clue what's going, what's going on. You're oblivious. That's where too many Christians are today. Their head's in the sand. Well, you know, we just, well, I'm trying not to name names here, so I won't. But we just need to love everybody. Well, where does that stop? <clears throat> You gonna love a pedophile that just raped your three-year-old? I don't think so. Everybody has a line. But we want to love as long as it protects our little world of security. You're gonna have to take a risk with God. This is a risk-taking church. Sunday, hallelujah. Hallelujah, the first Sunday that my wife and I had church at what used to be this church, resting place. We did it with two people. We took a risk, not knowing how to pay our bills, not knowing if I would ever see any kind of church, but we took a risk. Today, hallelujah, I look at a worldwide church and knowing that it was because we stepped out by faith. God takes 300 men. And then he begins to make the enemy prophesy victory to Gideon. Because Gideon's not sure of what I'm going to do with 300 men. God said, why don't you go on down to the edge of the camp at midnight? And when he went down there, he heard one guy saying, I had this weird dream. And this barley cake come running down the side of a mountain and smashed it to our tents and all kinds of devastation. And the other guy who wasn't a prophet or an interpreter said, oh, my, that's nothing but the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And about that time, Gideon said, oh, that's that's me, hallelujah, ran back up the side of the mountain, got his boys together. He said, get a lamp, get a pitcher, and get a trumpet because we're getting ready. See, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, 
This is something that the Holy Ghost told me that I, I, was, I need to be emphatic and say this in this message. We do not advocate violence on any level on anyone. We don't advocate going in to target and knocking over displays. That's wrong. We don't advocate getting into confrontation with store managers and workers. That's wrong. We don't advocate blocking the front doors and getting into fist fights with people that run abortion clinics. Why? Because this is not a natural battle. People that do that do it because they don't have any faith. They think, I can fight you with your own weapon. I got news for you. If the church continues to use the world's weapons, we're going to lose because they're better at it. They're more skilled at it. But if you will lay down your intellect and your unbelief and your righteous anger that says, I can do this and pick up, hallelujah, the sword of the Lord and pick up faith and the breastplate of righteousness, God said, I'll reverse things. So what's happened is the church, we have, we have come against the enemy for so long thinking it was a natural war. Let's get out and get more people to vote. You know, let's Let's get our voice heard. Let's get guys voted in in the school board. And I'm all for that. But that's not going to phase the devil. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. And this is why you, when you get into prayer, you got to stay there long enough. If you have a set time that you pray, I pray every day for 20 minutes. Well, the enemy will keep you out of conflict for 20 minutes because he knows you're getting ready to stop. It's 20 minutes whether you touch God or not, you're leaving. So it's more of an act of discipline than desire. But if your intent is, I'm going to prayer because I feel something, and I'm not going to stop until I break through, then the enemy gets a little worried. And when you begin to get into the spirit realm in prayer, then God will begin to give you understanding. He'll drop things in your spirit on how to, to come against the enemy. He'll begin to talk to you in the Holy Ghost. You say, well, I, I can't hear the voice of God. Well, just, just hang in there. Just hang in there because God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. And so there, now, great prayer doesn't happen all the time. But we're now coming into a, a realm if you notice, our, our monthly prayer meetings have shifted into another, another atmosphere. 
Why? Because we have paid the price for it, and something's happening in the Holy Ghost. I'm, my God, I'm releasing something right now, too, in the Spirit, that there's change being advocated. We're going to get emails and phone calls this week about that God has broken down strongholds by the power of God. Now, what is it that the Lord is doing with these evil corporations? Uh, he is taking the wealth of the sinner, and he's beginning to release it unto the righteous, uh, that God is releasing inventions and ideas and concepts in the atmosphere. Uh, people are going to wake up with new ideas that can change uh, the way people live. Uh, what is that? God is funding uh, this last great harvest for the glory of the Lord. Uh, there's been release in the atmosphere favor. I'm going to end with this point. The Bible talks about where sin does abound. And when you think of like a deer bounding, if you can just see him leaping and with strides and momentum. So abounding, you can just see how the animal's abounding. Where sin, there's acceleration, there's speed. Where sin does abound, grace does much more abound. So it means that where sin is fast, grace is faster. It's like Usain Bolt. Anybody know who Usain Bolt is? He's the fastest man in the world. I, I think he's from Nigeria or someplace, but Jamaica. When this guy ran in the Olympics, it wasn't who's going to win first. It was always who's going to come in second. Because he set every record. Nobody could beat him, and he, finally he retired because he made everybody else look slow. When you <clears throat> look up the word grace, one of its root meanings is favor. So where sin abounds, the favor of God abounds more. So what favor is, <clears throat> is God gives people graces or abilities they've never had. This is what we're getting ready to see in the church, is all of a sudden, many of you are going to shift into another dimension where you're going to be able to do things you've never done. <clears throat> One day, you'll see me sit down at the piano and play beautifully. I know you think that's funny, but listen, when you speak something creatively into the atmosphere by faith, from that moment on, Everything in the natural ha is required to begin to come to the spoken word and align up to what has been created in the spirit realm has to be released in the natural realm. And so many of you have been declaring by the Spirit things in your life. Now God is saying, because sin is abounding, I'm getting ready with more speed to begin to release talents and abilities and mysteries and gifts and revelations unto you that you've never had before. Why? So sin can be defeated by the power of the Lord. Now may the 
spirit of wisdom and revelation fall upon you today. Now to the Father of our God and our Lord Jesus Christ, may he fill you with the spirit and revelation in the knowledge of him that the eyes of your understanding would be opened and that you would know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and the exceeding greatness of his power that worked within you according to the mighty power that he displayed when he raised his son Jesus from the dead, set him at his own right hand, gave him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is the Lord of glory, and beside him there is no other. Hallelujah. Is there an army in the building? Do I got an army in other countries? Is there somebody that's going to stand for righteousness? Prayer partners, come quickly. Hallelujah. You know where we're at right now? You remember the lame man? That the angel would come down and stir the waters? Whoever got in the waters first got healed? Well, I got a feeling that God had stirred some waters today. Listen, abilities, gifts, talents, breakthroughs, children coming home, sickness falling off of your body, it's all going to happen today in the name of the Lord. Now, come on. Hallelujah. Let's fill up this front. Let's show the Lord that in Nashville, there is an army that is not going to compromise, not going to back down. If you need a prayer partner, grab one. If you just want to come. Hallelujah. I got joy in my soul. God is in control. Got Satan on my trail, but I'm singing all is well. He's attacking every day, but I'm watching while I pray. No matter the attack, I won't turn back. This means war. This means war. This means war. This means war. Mm, yeah, I got joy in my soul. God is in control. I got Satan on my trail, but I'm singing all is well. He's attacking every day, but I'm watching while I pray. No matter the attack, I won't turn back. Cause this means war. Mm, this means war. Plead the blood of Jesus. This means war. Yeah, this means war. Well, I plead, I plead the blood. I plead, I plead the blood. Pastor, this is Jim from South Carolina, and he has peripheral vascular disease and is causing his hands to turn blue. 
lost a finger. Amen. This is Jim? From Jim from South Carolina. Amen. Jim, pray for God to completely heal you today. Raise your hands. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord, I call it done. Now I curse every vascular disease in the name of the Lord and God over Jim's body from this moment on. God, we don't just reverse it. We recover. Here, Mama, Sunday. Lord, we recover in Jesus' name. Lord, what the enemy stole, make him give it back in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Anointing, anointing, anointing. God, be on him right now in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Pastor, this is Bill. And they, are, they attend our church here regularly. They're from Kentucky. And he is here with prostate cancer. Amen. His name is Bill. Amen. Bill, hallelujah. Boy, I hate that thing. It's hitting a lot of men. In the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord, I cast out this demon of prostate cancer. Hallelujah. Oh, from this moment on, oh, I see you, you foul spirit. Come out of Bill's body in the name of the Lord. God, when he goes back, his PSA numbers are normal. Lord, that there's no cancer, no destruction, full recovery in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, I plead, I plead the blood. I plead, I plead the blood. stays the same. Whatever's going wrong, my war clothes are on. I might be in a daze, but you can't have my praise. No matter the attack, I won't turn back. This means war. This means war. This means war. This means war. I plead, I plead the blood. 
If I learned anything in this service, it is this, that we can no longer fight the symptoms, but we're going after the stronghold. We're pulling down stronghold. Jesus Christ said this. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. I saw him fall like lightning. And every stronghold must come down in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We don't come against Target. We come against the stronghold. We come against the Satan stronghold. The Satanists. And we pull you down in Jesus' name. Come on, church. Go to war in the name of Jesus. We bind demon spirits and strongholds of wickedness in high places. And we pull you down in the name of Jesus. We bind every demon spirit of Jesus. In our government, we find demon spirits that have written evil curriculums in our schools, and we pull you down. We pull you down in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, this means war. I thank God. I thank God that the eyes of our understanding are enlightened. And you and I don't see as the world sees. What is it? Second Corinthians says, it says, we fix our eyes on things unseen. We do not look at things that are seen. But what was it that Elisha said? He said, Lord, open the eyes of my servant that he can see the army angels of the Lord encamped about us. Let me tell you, fix your eyes on things unseen because this world is temporal. It is temporal. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for fresh power, fresh fire, fire fresh anointing, God, upon your people. Father, fresh vision to look on things unseen. And, Father, I pray for a fire in our belly, oh God, that's like a fire shut up in our bones oh God consume us with the zeal of the Lord in Jesus name now let's pray together father we just thank you God for a safe holiday for our people God we thank you for new new graces God we thank you for new gifts we thank you, oh God, for new talents. God, we thank you for new tongues of interpretation, gifts of healings, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for discerning of spirits. Father, we thank you for the gifts of healing. Somebody catch that healing, healing gift in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for these things that are being released to equip your saints in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Well, all right. We will see you again. Pastor Kent will release his podcast on Wednesday. Did you enjoy last Wednesday? Amen. We've got prayer next Saturday at 930 in the morning. So don't miss out that it's at 535 Brick Church Park. Hold on a minute. Hold on. Lord, I pray that you would set angels around your people. God, for a safe and prosperous holiday. Father, that as we gather that we would be protected by the power of the Holy Ghost. God, that our conversations, Lord, would be salted. Lord, I pray, God, for good fellowship, God, with family. We bind every assignment sent against this holiday. And, Lord, we thank you for our civil liberties in Jesus' name. Give Jesus the greatest hand clap of the day.
I love you. God bless you. We'll see you right here next Sunday. Thanks for tuning in. For more information about KCM International or Regeneration Nashville, go to KentChristmas.org or RegenerationNashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.